Good morning. It's still morning, right? I'm still shocked it's 2023. I don't know about you guys, but 2023 is upon us, and it's, it's a surprise. Um, I've, we're going to start out today in John chapter 20, John chapter 20, and we'll read ver- one verse there, and then we'll read in chapter 11, and uh, I have some volunteer readers again today, and they'll come up and help me. And uh, in just a moment. But John chapter 20, the last verse there, verse 31, we'll start there. In our Wednesday night class, we've been studying the book of John. We just started this study. And the thing about the book of John, the gospel of John, is it, it, as you guys know, it's different. It's not like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where everything's chronological, you know, where everything is this and then this happened and this happened. John is, is focused it's focused on the deity of Christ. Christ is, Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is God. And everything was put together, and this is what this verse is saying here in verses 30 and 31. It says in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. It's not like the other gospels where everything you know, was documented. What is it? Number th- verse 31. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that believing you might have life through his name. That's why I'm up here today. That's, you know, what, why, that's why we come to church. That's why, we, that's why we teach. That's why we preach. That's why we talk. That believing Jesus is the Christ He's the Son of God, and that believing you might have life. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time to gather, Lord. We thank you for the words you've given through through John, Lord. We thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross for us, Lord. We ask you to help us through this today, Lord. Give us the words to speak, Lord, and bring your presence with us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, I'm going to ask my readers to come up. And now, while they're coming up, John chapter 11. And I, this John chapter 11, it's, one of, it's something that's just precious to me. It's, um, I think it's the greatest miracle that Christ did. And um, we're going to read 1 through 44, so we have a lot of reading. So we're going to start in John chapter 11, verse 1, and we're going to read all the way through 44. And I told these guys, read until you get tired, and then I'll take over from there, so... Whoever's going first. As everybody doesn't know, this is Stone uh, Healed. He's, he's in our Wednesday night class every week. Those that come on Wednesday night see him. And he does not own a pair of pants. So this, this, is, this is his dress up. I love him for it. But anyway, so Luke, uh, one through, one through whatever you want to go to, and then Stone, you, you take over. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment anointment, and wiped his feet with her hair. His brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but of, for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, 
He abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith, he go to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of the late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. Jesus answered, Are thou not twelve hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this, of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of the sleep. And th then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit, Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking his of rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them, Plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, he went and met him, but Mary still sat in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister, secretly saying, The Master is come, and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was yet come into the town, but was the place where Martha met him. The Jews then went, the Jews then which were in the house and comforted and comforted her when they say when they saw Mary that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They, say, they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, 
Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes, and said, Father, I thank thee that thou heard me, and I knew that because... And I knew that thou hearest me always because of the people which stand by I said it, then that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Stop it, keep going. And when he thus has spoken, had he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about the napkin. Jesus saith unto him, Lose him and let him go. Thank you. As I've said before, if young people want to serve, I'm not going to say no. I can't say no. So, thank you guys. Let's look at this this uh, this this miracle, this account of this miracle. We're going to kind of go through the verses. I'm going to try to go quickly up to get to the point. Sometimes you got to do a lot of big introduction to get to the point. And and I'm a little worried today. I won't have enough time to get through it, but. Uh, we'll do our best, won't we? Uh, look at it, verse 3, uh, going all the way back to chapter 11, verse 3. You see this Mary and Martha and their brother, Lazarus, is sick. Mary and Martha, this is the same Mary and Martha that we met back in Luke chapter 10. And, and I don't know if you remember that, Martha invited Jesus into the house and they, they came in and Martha was busy about serving and serving and serving. And Mary, where was she? She was at the feet of Christ, listening to every word. And Martha even said, Jesus, are you going to let her just do that? And he said, Martha, Martha. You see the personalities. You understand Jesus has been in their house, and I don't believe that's the only time. In chapter 12, he's in their house again. I believe that Jesus has, is good friends with them. He loves it. It says that the, the one that thou lovest is sick. Lazarus, the one thou lovest, he was good friends with him. I think they were... Very good friends. And you see the different personalities of Mary and Martha, uh, even in the account today. And, and you see in verse 4 that the sickness is not unto death. And remember the theme of John? The theme of the book of John? It's throughout the entire book. But it's to the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Everything John writes, it's that thrust. It's, it's many of you, the first time that you read the Bible, the first chapter you ever read, many of you. My grandfather used to say, read the book of John. When he would witness to people, he would give them a Bible, a New Testament, and say, read the book of John. It's precious words. Continuing through with this, just trying to build the introduction here, uh, you see that, that uh, oh, sorry, I just lost my place. In verse 6, he abode two more days. So this messenger came all the way to where they were in Jordan, left a message. Rat, Lazarus is sick. When, when people are sick, what do we do? We go to the Lord. We go to the Lord in prayer. 
But sometimes he waits two days. Sometimes he abode there for two more days before he left. Sometimes I'm not very patient. Sometimes that's a problem for me. <laughs> but he did. He, he waited there. And I think it's important to understand the timing of this, this, of this uh, miracle. And I believe this is the greatest miracle Christ did. It's right before his death. This is the very end of his ministry. Depending on different commentators and different such, it, it could be up to two weeks, maybe two weeks until Christ is crucified, or it could be a month. But it's within the month of the Passover month where, where people are pil- uh, making their pilgrimage to Jerusalem to be purified. They're, so this road, this Bethany, where they're at, it, thousands and thousands of, of Jews are coming through here at this time. As Richard said in Sunday school, there's no accidents. This was a particular time, a particular place, a particular incident, but he waited. He waited for a purpose, and, and I hope to show you that later. I believe this is his final public miracle. Now, there's the ten lepers that were healed. I believe it was before this, but I might be wrong. But I believe this is Christ's final public miracle that he would, that he would portray. The, in verse 7 through 16, you see this debate between the apostles. The apostles are like, and when Christ says in verse 7, let's go back to Judea, they're like, uh-uh, I don't want to go. We just got kicked out of there. They're going to kill us. And, and you look back, go back to chapter 10, and you look at chapter 10 and verse 30 of chapter 10, it, Jesus said, and of course this is on Solomon's porch where Jesus, Jesus is, is proclaiming, and, and they ask him the question, the Jews said, tell us plainly, if thou be the Christ, tell us plainly, just tell us, lay it out there, tell us. And it goes through a discourse, and then in verse 30 he says, I and my Father are one. Well, he told them plainly, and what did they do? Verse 31, they took up stones to kill him. They were going to kill him. They took up stones. They thought it was blasphemy. Drop on down to verse 38. The last part of it. The Father is in me and I in him. And what did they do in verse 39? Therefore they sought again to take him. But he escaped. So Christ was in Jerusalem at Solomon's porch. They had to escape all the way over to where John the Baptist was baptized. across the Jordan to get out of Judea. And they're over there. And they're at this time when this messenger came to them. And Jesus said, let's go back to Judea to go see Lazarus and go see Mary and Martha and, and so forth. And the disciples are like, uh-uh, we're going we're gonna to get it if we go there. And, and it goes on in verse 11. Verse 11, my friend Lazarus sleepeth. Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. And the disciples in verse 12 are like, oh, good. He's getting good rest. He, rest is healing, <laughs> right? He's, like, He's getting good rest. We don't have to go now. And Jesus clarified in verse 14 that he really meant Lazarus is dead. He's gone. He's dead. And in verse 15, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. You see, there, there, Jesus said he had brought two other people back to life. And there's a big difference between this occurrence of bringing someone to life and the previous. And we'll talk about that a little more later. But, but he said, I'm glad you're not there. And he waited. And then in verse 17, they begin their journey and they arrive. And Lazarus has been in the grave four days. He's been in the grave four days. So it's a journey. It's a two-day journey from where they were to get there. And he waited two days. That makes the four days. 
So you have this situation where they're there. And in the verse 18, Bethany is nigh into Jerusalem. As I said, it's, it's on the main path from into Jerusalem. It's uh, as 15 furlongs is about the same distance as Kawita to Tulsa. So it's on the journey to, it's, it's like a suburb of Jerusalem. And so you see this in verse 19, how many Jews came to Mary and Martha. And, the, and you ha- I want you to understand a little bit about the Jewish traditions of, of funerals, if you will. It's not like what we do today. You know, today, we, you know, someone dies, uh, the body then goes and gets embalmed, and, and maybe a week later we have a funeral, and it lasts an hour, and then we're done, and that's it. Okay? That's not what they did. The tradition at this time would have been, number one, the body cannot, it has to be in the grave immediately. It can, the sun cannot go down on a, on a body they need to get them in the grave immediately. So, so as soon as Lazarus, Lazarus have de- was died, has died, my tooth just moved. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having trouble with my tooth still. Um, uh, as soon as he had died, they would have wrapped him in clothes, uh, wrapped him in, 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 and then anointed him with myrrh. Remember Jeff, Brother Jeff talking about myrrh? And would have laid him in the grave that day. So he, he would have been immediately put in the grave. And then for 30 days, they would have whalers and the funeral, the, 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 uh, the what do you call it, the, the memorial service, if you will, would go 30 days. And they would, for the first seven days, there'd be whalers at, at the tomb, wailing and crying. It says a lot about how people handle death. It's not a small thing. Some of you are still even thinking about someone that you've lost. It's a big loss to lose someone, especially the brother or friend. And so you see all these people are there, and as Christ brings his journey, Martha finds out. It's no surprise to us, based upon what we learned about Martha before and what we know about her personality, that she went first to Jesus. She went first immediately to him and says the same. You notice Mary and Martha say the exact same sentence to Jesus, but knowing their personalities, it was completely different the way they said it. Right, Martha, she went to him, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou ask, this is verse 21 22, God will do. And in verse 23, Jesus answers her, thy brother shall rise again. Thy brother shall rise again. Now, I believe Martha understood the scripture. She might have been referring to the book of Job where they talk about the resurrection there. She might have been talking about John chapter 5. Let's turn there. John chapter 5. Oops, I went way too far. John chapter 5 and verses 28 and 29. John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. And they shall come forth, they, have, they that have done good unto resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto resurrection of damnation. Everyone will rise again. Every single person will rise again. And I think Mary knew that, uh, Martha, excuse me, Martha knew that in this, and she says, I know he'll rise again in the last day. But Jesus responds with an amazing response. Verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. 
I am the resurrection and the life. You see, every single person is going to raise. You're either going to raise, and I don't know all these details. I'm not, I don't, I, maybe I should know more than what I do, but I know that when, if you're a child of God and you, and you die and you hear that voice, that loud voice, the trump, and you hear it, you're going to rise and you're going to have a glorified body that's prepared for heaven. One that doesn't, I, I believe it don't feel pain. I, I, I think it'll be completely different than the body we have now. But then there's also people that didn't believe in God, that don't believe in God. They're going to rise too, but with a different body that can feel pain, that can feel these things, and it's prepared for hell, for eternity in hell. Everyone is going to rise again. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection. Notice he didn't say, I will resurrect them. He said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. Every single life. Every single flower, every single thing that's alive, Jesus gave it life. He is the creator of all life. He is the only one that can give life. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And, and we know the, the, the I am's, right? In, in John, you've got the I am's, there's seven of them. I love these. And we studied these a couple years ago at church camp, for those that remember. And I, I don't remember exactly which ones I didn't teach on, but I remember the ones I did. And, you know, it's in John chapter 6, verse 35, I am the bread of life. And what is the I am? I am. What, where did that come from? Where did that phraseology come from? Remember Moses and the burning bush? Who's, who, who's, who, who do I tell sent me? I am the I am sent you. The tetragram or whatever, however you say that word, the Yahweh. Yahweh, I am the bread of life. John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Uh, John 10, 9, I am the door. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. Uh, John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth and the life. In John chapter 15, I am the vine. And then here in John chapter 11, Verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And he asked Mary this question in verse 26. Believe thou this? Oh, excuse me, Martha. I knew I was going to mess that up over and over again, so just bear, bear with me. I'll probably mess that up ten more times. He asked Martha, believe thou this? And I think that's the question for today, isn't it? Believe thou this? I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? See, as a child of God, death is a transition. It's not an ending. It's not a cessation. It's a transition. Death has no sting to a child of God. And she said, what is... What is Martha's response? I'll get it right this time. She says unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe thou art the Christ, the Son of God, who should come into the world. That should be our answer today as we, as we look at that. Do you believe that? And then we see the interaction with Mary. So Martha comes back and says, Mary, Jesus is here. He's, and Jesus, uh, she comes to him in secret and Mary runs out. And everybody thinks, oh, she's going to the grave to... to you know, all the Jews that were there comfort her. Oh, she's going to the grave. No, she wasn't going to the grave. She was running to Jesus. And, look, and I believe Martha probably looked him in the face and said, said that sentence, 
Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But how did Mary say it? She fell at his feet. She fell at his feet in, in verse 32. She fell and said, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. It's the same sentence, but two different reactions from Christ. Two completely different reactions. Verse 33 has puzzled me and puzzled me. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came to her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And I struggled because, you know what groaning means? Is groaning a good thing? Groaning is anger. Groaning, in the definition, in the way it is, it's anger, it's indignation, it's murmuring within himself. And he was deeply troubled. Why would Christ be angry? Why would he be upset? And, it, and I struggled with this because I kept saying, this can't mean that. Surely it just means that he's upset. I mean, the next you know, two verses down, he weeps. That's not just cry, that's weep. There's a difference between crying and weeping. Crying is just, you know, a tear or two. Weeping is you kind of lose it. Right? Not kind of, you do lose it. But there's a difference. But why would he be troubled? Why would he be upset? And, and it came to me, and I, I don't want to say through a dream, but it kind of was a dream, but it, I'll get to it in a second on the point. But we have to look at it from his perspective. From his, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But every once in a while we try to just, what does he mean? And you think about it. Why did Lazarus die? Sin. Sin. Cancer may be the thing that takes you, but sin is the reason you died. It may be, they, maybe they died in an auto accident, but sin is the reason we die. If, we, if Adam and Eve would have never sinned, we would all have eternal life forever. Sin is the reason we die. And Jesus, I believe, is looking at it going, can't you guys see how much pain sin is causing you? Can't you see how much anguish and pain and suffering you're going through because of your sin? And you seem to be fine with it. You don't have any problem with sinning. And here's the dream I was talking about. And, and, and I had a dream the other night. And maybe you guys can relate. I had a dream that somebody had broke into our house and did something to my little girl. You ever had a dream like that? How did you wake up? Angry? Did you wake up? Did you wake up groaned in your spirit and deeply troubled? Why? Because they, don't you touch my baby girl. Don't you touch my baby girl. Because there's certain sins that we do get angry about. There's certain sins that we do get upset about and deeply troublesome. But there's other sins that are like, well, it's okay. See, Jesus is seeing all the pain of death and losing people and the suffering and the weeping. He's saying it's all because of sin. And you guys don't have any problem with it. And today we just wink at it. We just wink at sin. We don't even consider it a big deal. Unless it's somebody else's sin. Oh, we can point the finger. I mean, just go on Facebook for 10 minutes and you'll see how many moats are pointing fingers at specs. 
It happens all the time. But why aren't we angry with sin? Why aren't we deeply troubled with sin? The, you go on to verse 35, of course, and you just... Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible, but it's probably the deepest when you really think about it. And, you know, Brother Richard said in Sunday school, we need to meditate. That's a verse you should meditate on too. What would it take to make God weep? The, you go on. In verse 38, or well, verses 35 and 30, uh, excuse me, 36 and 37, everybody around says, oh, Jesus is weeping. Oh, it must have been a big deal. Oh, how he loved Lazarus. But it's too late. I want you to notice that every single person that's approached Jesus has said, basically, it's too late. If that had been here, he wouldn't have died. It's too late. These people, oh, he would not, should not have died. It's too late. Everybody has had the same message. It's too late. Is it ever too late for Christ? Is it ever too late for the power of God? And then verse 38, he groans again, groaning in himself. Groaning in himself. You know, this one's a little different. I was groaning. When I looked it up, I was surprised. It was slightly different. And this one, and I, I'll, I'll use the example of being on a farm. And, you know, those that have been raised around animals, a cow moves, it's fine. A cow groans, it's fine. A cow screams or bellers, whatever, it's fine. But when you hear a snort, put your head on a swivel, something's going to happen, you've crossed the line. <laughs> right? This groaning here, it's almost as a snort. It's almost as if just groaned or as a snort or a, or a indignation. Everyone's saying, doubting him and, and saying this, and, and it, it's a different groaning. Don't cross that line, right? You ever, you ever been at a tree stand you know, and heard the snort? It's over then, isn't it? When that deer snorts, the hunt's over. <laughs> They've done found you. <laughs> it scares you to death half time. But they... <laughs> they and then verse... Uh, 39, take away the stone. Take away the stone. And Martha, the sister, once again, who else would speak, right? It's Peter or Martha. They're always going to speak up. Uh, But Martha speaks up. He stinketh. He's been dead four days. He stinketh. Four days. You ever think about a body after it dies? You know, the first few hours. You know, the, uh, well, and you, when you compare it to the other times Christ rose someone from the dead, they were both, the bodies hadn't been buried. They were within hours of, of most likely being raised again. There's a difference between that and this. Four days, what happens to the body? You know, rigor mortis sits in after four or five hours. Body gets stiff. Then about day three, Really bad things happen to the body. Yeah, it starts to decay. Decay. What happens with decay? It's dead, right? It's, it's starting to deteriorate. It's starting to, to come apart. The eyes would have been shriveled up to nothing. He stinketh. That's why he stinks. Is because he's rotting. The, the Jewish uh, traditions at the time said that the, the spirit will remain with the body for up to three days. 
That's what the rabbis would have taught. So day three, he could have been raised. Day four, no, because the Spirit's gone. That's what those Jews would have taught. It's been four days. He stinketh. Then Jesus says in verse 41, I've got to skip a little bit because I'm getting behind. Um, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, heard me, and I know, and I knew that thou hearest me always. What, what in chapter 10, what did we talk about the why they wanted to pick up stones? Because they didn't believe that I and my Father are one. Jesus is making an example here and showing them that I and my Father are one. <laughs> and, and he's saying that publicly for them. And then in verse 43, Lazarus, come forth. And I want you to notice he said it with a loud voice. A loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. Reminds me of, of a verse in Thessalonians. Let's go to there. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter 4. I have to be able to find it. Surely I will. First Thessalonians chapter 4. And verses 16 and 17. First Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. I believe it's the same shout. Come forth. You know, if he wouldn't have said Lazarus, they, they would have thought this was the one. This is the one, but he had to say Lazarus. Otherwise, the graves would have emptied. With the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then with the then they are there alive and remain, shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So though so shall we ever be with the Lord. You waiting on that day? You listening for a shout? You listening for the G- Lazarus come forth? Are you listening just for the come forth? All the re- you know the, re- the reunions we're going to have with people to be at Christ's feet to see that to have this sin gone. What a time that'll be. Lazarus come forth. He was dead. He was rotten. And he's coming forth. And in verse 44, he was bound head and foot in grave clothes. Wrapped him up. Said, loose him and let him go. I can't help but think, Larry, he was probably hopping, right? Because his feet and hands were bound. The only way he can get out of there is hop. He hopped out of there, I think. I don't know. But I sure would have hopped out of there, jumping. And he couldn't see. Might have ran into a wall on the way out because his face was covered as well. He hopped out of there. And Jesus says, loose him and let him go. I believe this is the greatest miracle that Christ performed on earth. And I think if I had enough time, I would go into it more, but I'll have to just touch on them. And there's two main reasons why I believe this is an amazing study that, that we should study consistently. Number one, it's a picture uh, of two things. Number one, it's a picture of Christ's resurrection. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. There's a lot today about when Christ, you know, Good Friday and this kind of thing, but I don't go for that. Look, look at Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. It's a picture 
want to remind you of his verse, uh, you know, when, in verse 11 to 25. What do he say? I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. He is, this is a picture of his resurrection. And in verse 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 40, he said, For Jonas was, in, was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. I don't know how you get Good Friday when you're talking about three nights. Saturday night, Friday night, Thursday night. You can grapple with that. Maybe you disagree with me. That's okay. I believe Christ was at least crucified on Thursday. I don't believe he was crucified on Friday. And I believe he was in the ground for four days, and I believe he stunketh too from a physical perspective. I believe it's a direct picture of Christ's resurrection, of Lazarus and Christ. And number two, it's a direct picture of our salvation. This is a direct picture of the way we are saved. When you look at Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, the very famous verse, you guys know it, can quote it, but let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And ye and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Quickened means to have made alive. And you hath he made alive who were dead. See, spiritually, we're dead. Before we're saved, we're spiritually dead. We stinketh. It's rotten. We stink. Spiritually, there's no life. And what can we do? In this picture, we can roll away the stone. Jesus told them, roll away the stone. We can do that. We can show them the light. We can, right now, we're teaching out of the Bible. We're showing the light. We can point you to Christ. We can do that. But we cannot cause life. We cannot cause life. Only God can do that. Only Jesus can say, okay, come forth. Or fill in the blank. Only Jesus can do that. He is not only the resurrection... But He's the life. All spiritual life comes from Him. We can also take off the grave clothes. He says, look at the things that He did versus the things that they did. They took off the grave clothes. He tells us, teach all things which over commanded you. Teach. Put off that old man. Stop living like that. Put it away. Put off those old dead clothes, that old dead body, that old dead stuff. Put it off and start living for Christ. See, it's a picture of our salvation. Drop on, while you're in Ephesians chapter 2, drop on to 5, down to 5. Even when we were dead in sins, He hath quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are ye saved. This Lazarus come forth. It's the same thing that happened to you if you're saved today. At some point in your life, at some moment, you, Brother Richard gave his testimony in Sunday school this morning. Brother Richard come forth and he was saved, born again. Then John chapter 3 he talks about the spirit goes wherever it listeth. Or listeth, no, that was a misquote, but <laughs> it goes wherever, you know what I mean. John chapter 3. When Nicodemus, he was talking to Nicodemus. But it's a picture of our salvation. Do you, do you see that? Do you see that we're dead? And we have no spiritual life until he gives us life. He gives us life. So I want to end where I started. And let's go back to John chapter 20. 
John chapter 20. And I want you to think on these words this week, today, because there's, there's some that, that may not believe this. There's some that, that are yet unsaved in our presence, in our midst today, maybe listening. But in John chapter 20, verse 31, these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Do you believe he's the Son of God? Believing in that, you might have life through his name. Let's close in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this, this account, Lord, of this miracle.